Hello and welcome back to Stinker Madness. I am your host, Justin. This is our part two of our year in review. With me, as always, is Sam and Jackie. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. Let's continue where we left off. If you uh, are just now checking out this episode, make sure to go back and listen to our uh, previous year in review part one, where you can get our 10 through five picks. This is four through one. Jackie, let's start off with you. You're number four. Number four, the FP. The FP. The FP made no it. Shit. Nice. I was looking at the FP and I was like, I didn't like the FP, but uh, I can see why people do. Dance Dance shit Revolution in Moon Boots, baby. Oh, is my God. Ridiculous. The duck thing. <sighs> we got, there's not enough ducks. There's too many homeless people and not <laughs> enough ducks. It isn't the last shot of a duck or something. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that even? Not and, enough ducks. And he like does the fist pump in the air while getting a blowjob. Yeah. I forgot how trashy the girl is. Oh, she is just so trashy. How trashy the girl is. Dude, everybody in this movie was trashy. Trashy. It yeah. was a trashy movie. Yep. This should have just been called Dance Dance Revolution Trashville. Trailer Park Edition. Trashville, I California. Don't even really like. I had a hard time picking apart what was going on. In general, with that movie, like, so thinking back on it, I'm like, man, that thing was confusing. Well, he had a bat cave. Yeah, they just like a dance cave, whatever you want to call it. It's the future. <laughs> and in, uh-huh. the, in the dystopian future, all disputes are settled with DDR. Mm-hmm. Huh. That is how it works. And you can die from it. You can die from Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, because his brother dies at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I got to seek revenge for my brother's death and take over the title as king. But, man, to do that, you've, you have to face your inner demons to do Dance to Dance do Revolution. Sweet moves. Yes. yes. In moon boots. In moon boots. <clears throat> but you have to train in the Batcave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is very, it's kind of leak. Yeah. There's a lot of water building. Probably up. a sewage line right above there. Yeah. Well, you're not. It doesn't smell like shit. It's not hard. And if it's not hard, it's not good. It's like they said in uh, League of Their Own. It was easy. Everybody would play baseball. I thought they said there's no crying in baseball. They said there's no crying, but he's like, it's the hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. It's the hard that makes it good. Well, there's no crying in Dance Dance Revolution either. No, there is dying, though. You there can, is dying. You can die from it. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the FP greatly. I thought it was one of the best tongue-in-cheek movies I've seen in uh, recent years until a different one came out this year that I'm going to talk about later. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I, th- I think that's a great pick, Jackie. I know that our friend Carl fucking hated it. <laughs> Carl did not. I was I wasn't as far out as Carl, but I was on Carl's side. I I did not have the best time with the FP. I didn't hate it, but Carl fucking hated it. It is by evidence. Not a film for everyone, because a man almost killed a television because he hated it so much. (laughs) But I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, Silly, stupid, very referencing a lot of mistakes that films make that not very many other people reference. For instance, the... uh, the audio is intentionally shitty. Yeah. Uh, the mix, the music is too loud and you can't hear what the characters are saying. That's a joke. Um, I think a lot of people just didn't get it. Yeah. There was, the guy in the Camaro was badass at the end, like his crew or whatever. Uh-huh. And that was sort of a weird turn that I thought the movie takes, that like all the battles are settled by DDR, 
But then once he beats them, it's like they're like, let's go fucking kill these guys yeah. with guns. <laughs> Wait a second. That's a very heavy turn. <laughs> Good pick, Jackie. Thanks. Number four for me. Men of War. Men of War, starring Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren and a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guys. Oh, uh, Tiny Zeus Lister's in Tiny it. Tiny Zeus Lister's in it, and he's nuts. Yep. Fucking insane, dude. He Just is... Just nuts. Bat shit. I have always... I had always wanted to watch this movie. We finally pulled the trigger on it, and it was like, what the hell is going on here? Whoa. It is batshit crazy. It is batshit crazy, while still, like... Is this movie saying something and I'm too stupid? Because it seems like they're trying to make a statement well, about there, something. There is one thing that don't sneak up on people. <laughs> yeah, that's rude, man. <laughs> because if you sneak up on somebody when they have a grenade launcher, you'll get burned alive. <laughs> and then he'll turn around and go, don't sneak up on people. And he has a grenade or a missile launcher. It's not a grenade launcher. It's a fucking missile launcher. A bazooka that doesn't work. It sort of burns people kind of burns them no one ever dies from getting hit by the grenade launcher they just get by a fucking missile torched i don't know who the guy is that plays the bad guy but the world needs more of his crazy ass oh my god he sucked but it was like awesome sucking like you don't even make any sense buddy i believe i like men of war more than i like showdown in little tokyo it may be my favorite dolph, dolph Lundgren Lundgren movie. movie yeah it is amazing showdown is so fucking stupid though it's so fucking stupid but this is again one of those weird movies like slipstream where it's like is something good happening in front of me and then seconds later you're reminded oh my god this is so dumb and then you then you're like Whoa, oh they're gonna say something about like child labor or global warming or something the, heavy nope. and then something stupid something happens. stupid happens and that is my, it's just i yeah men of war is fucking a weird weird movie in the way that it's made and it stinks in a way like no others it is just a, so much fun and the, even the fight the last fight scene is is kind of a microcosm of the whole movie because it's going for a while and it's going for a while and then it just ends abruptly and horribly when he just jams a bone through the guy's skull and you're like whoa I did not see that coming yeah that's done that's now de- oh, he is dead hmm. wow and don't forget that uh, he smashes an axe over his head and the axe breaks not his head and what were they after bird shit. I the whole so. thing was over. Bird it was about shit. bird shit. Yeah, yeah. This bird shit was going to be good fertilizer, and then in the course of the movie, like that's the statement it's sort of trying to make is that like how uh, corporations can rape the earth or whatever. I, I guess because in the course of the movie, the bad guy goes rogue, kills his bosses. Uh-huh. The only reason he's there, and they're there to get the bird shit, but the bottom drops out of the market that they're in in the, the middle of the fucking market. movie. Yeah, the the bottom drops out of the bird shit market, but that's okay. We still need to blow each other up. And then the natives who are like weird uh-huh. are like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're fucking psychotic killers <laughs> and we are ready to wage a war. We've been fucking waiting for this. Yes. Like, what is going on? Men of here? war is fucking crazy. Yeah. The fact that they have to go to a island and exploit the local population for bird shit Guys, just go outside. Wherever you're at, bird shit is everywhere. You don't need to go to this island 
you got birds all over the fucking place. Wasn't it shitting? Shitting, yeah. But it was such a concentration of bird shit. They, I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you how you uh, get that much concentration of uh, bird shit. Wash your car and then park it outside. You'll have all the bird <laughs> shit you need. There used to be a tree that I, I lived at a place with a tree that you could. It wouldn't matter if it was washed or not. Like if you didn't park there every day, you'd park there. And two hours later, your car was white. No matter what color it was, it was just like every bird in town would come shit on your car <laughs> at once <laughs> under this tree and you couldn't do anything. And my roommate... <laughs> you could get a gun and shoot them. <laughs> you couldn't. There was too many. Uh, I'm not joking fucking birds. Like about how much birds... And it was like caked on. You'd have to like scrape it off with a chisel. And <laughs> so my gross. roommate would like... He'd park there and then like he would wash his car so diligently. And he'd park there and he would almost cry when he'd come out two hours later and it's just covered in shit. And I'd be like, I don't wash the Bronco anymore, man. It just gets covered in shit. You're fighting a losing battle. <laughs> There's too much shit. You couldn't even take it off with the windshield wipers. You had to have a scraper. You had to <laughs> so scrape gross. the shit off because there was so... I mean, you can't do anything. It's your home. See, there you go. You just park a car underneath that tree and you can start a corporation of bird shit. <laughs> if I knew that there was a market for it, fuck, I'd be rich. I wouldn't be on this podcast. Is there, is there like, the laws of supply and demand to play on when anything, you're into right? the bird shit market? Like, oh, man, supplies really drop it out of the bird shit market. Well, if, like, maybe I was the thing that dropped it out. Like, I showed up with a wheelbarrow. Like, <laughs> this guy's got too much bird shit. <laughs> it's not worth anything anymore. He's flooding the market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the precious sell, sell. Bird shit commodity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only Enron had been into bird shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the futures on that bird shit is good. <laughs> <laughs> My number four pick. Dreamcatcher. Ah, oh, I didn't make my list, but starring everybody. Everybody. It is such a terrible movie. It's so bad. Ah, uh, man. I I loved it though because when I saw it when it came out, I fucking hated it. I just was like, this movie is a load of fucking crap. It's offensive. And then we sat on it for so long, like, oh man, when we're when we have to pull the trigger on a bad mo- bad movie, like like Catwoman type bad, it's gonna be Dreamcatcher, and we're all gonna struggle with it because it's long. And then we popped it in and could not stop fucking laughing at it. It's so dumb, so stupid. It's like it's up there. It's Mega Force level of fuck up because well, it has got- that much money behind it. Yeah, and it's got my favorite redhead guy in it. Uh, Damian Lewis. Damian yes. Lewis. I love that guy. Who was amazing in Band of Brothers and mm-hmm. not afterwards. And then did not do a good job with his British accent. Tip, tip, telly ho. I'm an alien. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so this fucking, when he becomes. What's Mr. Gay. Mr. Gay. <laughs> Mr. Gray. And gets on that fucking snowmobile. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> his fucking. I'm a spooky alien face yeah. is the dumbest thing ever. It's and, like a surprise I shit my pants face. Yeah. And the, the fact that it's about spooky aliens, I think, because let's face it, this movie beat us. <laughs> this movie defeated us. We fucking figured out Wicker Man. We beat Wicker Man. We answered all the f- problems with it and had solutions and how stupid those people were. We can't fucking figure this no. movie out. It took two hours, and we gave, you, just, you just have to give up. There's no, it, there's no making sense of it. It is mind-boggling. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> this movie did make my honorable mentions. 
It's yeah. just so dumb. And the fucking beginning where you're supposed to be scared like oh this is scary dude something's happening what's going to happen to these cabin guys and then a guy with farts comes in like that's the vehicle for fright is farts <laughs> farts and just trying to deal with the material was seemed impossible for the filmmakers and actors like when morgan freeman's just like what about the shit weasels lenny <laughs> <laughs> What about them? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about the shit weasels. I can't believe anybody volunteered to be in this movie. <laughs> like, the, the these heavy hitters, two of them are A-listers, and they read it and were like, yeah, I want to get involved with this thing. Shit weasels. Shit weasels. You have you read the script and you know that it wasn't good. There's no chance for it. Is it a comedy? It has no chance. And its source material is admittedly nonsense by the author. Like, <laughs> yes. I was on drugs when I wrote that. I don't even know what it's about. Oh, my God. I, I absolutely just had a blast with Dreamcatcher and Duddits. Duddits. Oh, I love Duddits. That is Donnie Wahlberg's masterpiece. That's I, how he's going to go out in history is Duddits. Duddits. I consider uh, Duddits. To be the, it is my benchmark for anti-climax. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy, the aliens are going to fight. Oh, I missed it. Wait, no, that was it. The movie's over. Oh. <laughs> so. Wait, what? What? They just poofed. Is that good or bad? It asks more questions than Lost did in five years. Like, you (laughs) have no fucking idea. It does not solve any of your problems at the end of the movie. You're just standing there going, wait, what? What? No. (laughs) No. You have to tell us what the fuck is going on. (laughs) And it doesn't. (laughs) Who's the... What's a dream catcher got to do with any of this? So is Dunnett's an alien, I guess? Was he... His mom banged an alien? This is... And it caused a retard? Is that is his he retarded? Mom? Or does he just have is a he... speech impediment? Is he hiding? Is that his mom? Does he, like, pay her to pretend to be his mom? Or is he just an alien, and that's how aliens talk? I, wh- I just... I don't know. understand. And, wait, hold on. This movie is about a poop monster? What the fuck? What about the shit weasels? <laughs> <laughs> the main villain comes out of your butt. That's just so stupid. <laughs> Sounds no, I, right. You can't do this that. This is odd because like somebody actually approached me off of the street that I barely know. Like it's an acquaintance that listens to our podcast and she was like just like couldn't ask like I was going to be able to answer the questions I couldn't ask answer on the podcast like I had secrets. Like she psychologically like she listened to it, had to go back and watch it and it was like the movie psychologically deconstructed her and she was looking to me for answers and I didn't have any. It's like, I can't help you. Nobody can help you. She's now living in the mental ward thanks to Dreamcatcher. Thanks to Dreamcatcher. I forgot that this thing doesn't make any sense. She's just staring at a wall going, shit weasels. Shit weasels. What about about the shit weasels? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, Jackie, what do you got on three? For getting up there for me. Yep. This was getting harder. But this should come as no surprise to you two gentlemen. Okay. Okay. Queen of the Damned. (laughs) 
No, we already have that one. Again. It's actually seven, eight, six, four, three, two, and one. Which is <laughs> the best movie ever. No, this one is uh, about a throat ripper. Oh, it's Dalton. Roadhouse. Yep. Roadhouse. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh man, Roadhouse. What a classic cult film. I yeah. Mean, like, everybody loves this movie. Because that old biker dude is sexy. That and he doesn't wear Sam any underwear. Elliot sucks. He sucks. Sam Elliott is sexy and he doesn't wear any underwears in this movie, and you can see his pubic hairs. It is so dumb and bad. And th- I mean, this is one of the the hallmark bad movies. There is not a human being on earth that's like, oh, fucking Roadhouse sucks. <laughs> no, they're like, Roadhouse. I, whoa, bad movies are a thing. Yeah. I, I didn't know there was more than Roadhouse because right, I, I thought, fucking love Roadhouse. I thought Roadhouse was the only one, right? Yeah. yeah. Because we're going to the roadhouse. It's so dumb. It's made me, with our treatment of Point Break and Roadhouse, now I must, if no one else does, pull the trigger on Black Dog at some point. Mm -hmm, Because Patrick Swayze just stinks. He stinks. What? He had the time of his life. (laughs) Nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) I've never seen that. Oh, well, I I have, like, several million times. And it's it's pretty decent. It's not. It's about statutory rape. He's the bad guy in Skate Town, USA. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what it, Paul, what it says, uh, Charles in Charge, Scott Bayo's the good guy. Yeah. Because you have bad guys and good guys at skating rinks? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Roadhouse. We uh, should talk about the love scene. <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> the painful... Oh, that poor woman's butt. <laughs> he breaks her ass. <laughs> Not with his penis, not in the butt sexy way. He splits her ass in half while picking her up. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like, this is an orange. <laughs> what way? What am I, a wishbone? <laughs> yes, that is her butt cheeks. It's a wishbone. Uh, the wish was, can you put my ass back together? together and yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> and then, probably like between cuts, I pulled him apart. Did you guys get a look at the starfish? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the director's wife? It's who is it? Laura Dern, not Laura Dern, the other one. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not Laura Dern. No, it's but... the. It's not the director. She's the daughter of somebody. Okay, all right. Yeah, but I don't think she's related to the director. Either way, maybe she is. It's. Huh. It is not. Oh my god, that's a terrible love scene. They didn't do a good job casting because she's bigger than he is. Yep. You never want to do that. Yeah, Roadhouse is a blast. I had a really good time watching it. Uh man, it is. It's just, it's fucking nonstop laughing at it. And I still think that Ben Gazzara does a good job. It's just that, like, there's no job to be, there's no good job to be had in the film. No. So, like, even if Ben Gazzara is doing the right things, it's all wrong. It's just all wrong because of association to every other part of the film. Oh, come on. You know, the best actor in this film was the guy with the goats that he rents the the crappy apartment from, the old man. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to live there, doesn't have any uh, heating. It's it's walls. like the sweetest place ever inside, and it's totally like a stabbing cabin for ladies, but uh, uh, nobody likes it. I actually want to talk about the stabbing cabin, because it's just the upstairs of a barn, and it doesn't have one of the walls is missing. But he has, like, things in there, and it's like, He's no. got, like, sweet furniture, yeah. hi-fi system, art. Yeah, it wouldn't, the raccoons would take it in a night, right? <laughs> <laughs> that place would be fucked up. <laughs> raccoons took my record player! <laughs> Not like, again! And then the guy's like, that's why no one wants to live there. Those raccoons are crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then the, 
the bad guy just lives across the lake from him. Yeah, just, just on the other side of the river. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Uh, they just stare at each other. I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch, my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds similar to your uh, neighborhood, Justin. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate case of good neighbor, bad neighbor on screen. <laughs> on screen, yes. <laughs> They're both bad neighbors. And they know it. I'm going to fuck you up, neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. <laughs> I wonder what happens when they go to the HOA meetings. So are we going to do anything about that road? Die! Die! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I need you guys to stop drawing dicks on each other's mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sammy. Three for me is Biggles. Biggles, Biggles Adventure, Adventure in Time is number three because I loved it and it's still good. Every bit as good as it was when I was a child. Alex Hyde-White's awesome. The girlfriend being going back in time with him. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. The helicopter sequences. My baby, who's my darling? I, don't, I still don't get why they did that. Like mm-hmm. That's the weapon. They're confusing people with shitty music. Yep. Which worked for me because I, I made my top oh, yeah. ten. <laughs> yep. It's a good one. He's yeah. got the sweetest apartment ever underneath a bridge. He lives inside of a bridge. Everybody lives inside of a bridge. Except for Biggles' team who don't have homes. That's true. They just are in bivouac. It's it's high adventure. Yeah. It, is, it is an adventure for sure. Yeah. I wish they would have made the second one. They definitely left it open to make oh, a second one. Yeah, I could have done three or four of these things. But uh, it was it was just kind of sad that they never followed yeah. up on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just don't know how it didn't become a bigger thing. Because you know they were going to... They were already in hot water, quite literally, at the end. Oh, brother. Oh. They're in a big pot. Yeah. Don't just stand there. Before they realize you're not a god, you're just an American. (laughs) (laughs) Have we said everything we're going to say about Biggles? We talked Biggles pretty good last episode. Okay. My number three is also another shower-upper. Slipstream. Ah. Slipstream. My number three movie. Where was it out on your list, Sam? Was it nine? Ten. Ten. That's a pretty big difference. Well, here's the deal. I fucking love this movie. It's... There's two reasons that I love it so much is because I think Buried in Its Mess is a good movie. There was somewhere. I think it says something about stuff. It's just layers and layers of bullshit piled on top of the message. And that it's such a fucking train wreck that Gary Kurtz just gave up on it completely. And now we all own it. Yeah. It's public domain. It is our movie. I own not just a copy of Slipstream. I own the rights to Slipstream. I wish somebody would get a hold of this and remaster it. I do, too. I really do. I think that there could be a really... I know that it'll never be not a train wreck, but I know it could be a very good-looking train wreck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was shot well. Uh, there is that one plane sequence that the mat work is just that's, fucking you can, awful. When you, when you remaster it, you do that one over again. Yeah, you yeah, get a do-over true. on that one because you're going to be working with... Uh, blank cells in that so Mm -hmm. uh yeah you would i think that there could be a very visually pleasing film made if someone had the gumption to do so it's just that you know it's hard to spend 50 g's on something like that and not know what you're gonna get back right yeah yeah no i just i I really love this movie um i i would watch it at any point in time because i think that like i say i i think that there's a good movie in there I just, you have to find it. And it's yeah. like a challenge. Like, where did that good movie go? It's in here someplace. But the fucking, 
Bob Peck being an android and you think that it's about him and his life, like uh, do androids dream of electric sheep, yeah. that type of thing. And then all of a sudden it throws you a wild curveball and it's about Bill Paxton and his fucking balloon company. He wants to become a balloon He's company. He's going to build a, a village in the sky. Of balloons. Of hot balloons. air balloons. He's a dick. <laughs> oh? It's a, it's a crazy idea, but according to the end of the movie, I guess it worked. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's epic. I fucking love this movie. It took me... I, I like it a, a lot because it's one of those that... It took me like 10 years and you ended up tracking it down finally, but I was sort of looking for this thing for a really long time. Uh-huh. And a lot of times when you... the You can really be let down by shit that you look for for a long sure, time. Sure, absolutely. And Slipstream is one of the most positive finds that I've had. I knew it was out there. I think it was not in public domain, you know, in 2001, something like that. I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. when. Or even if it had been in public domain that time, there wasn't just copies of it. It wasn't there, there, on the internet. There wasn't YouTube that yeah. you could have a two-hour movie on at that point. In time. No, and I knew it existed, and I'd been looking for it and looking for it, and it was like, oh, thank you. It not just we found it, but we found a good one. Yeah. Number, Number two, Jackie. Two. Eat the apple. Uh, oh, the apple. you were going to put the apple on Eat your the list apple. Someplace. Beautiful apple. Oh, yeah. Apple made number two for me. I loved, loved this movie. God had a Cadillac. Uh-huh. That's a Bentley. Uh, a Bentley. You, you guys keep arguing that. I promise you it's a Bentley. Um, You know, there was some rock star fame, and there was some crazy, like, half-naked guy that kept giving her drugs. And I, I don't know. I just really, really liked this movie, and I know it was stupid, but... And the, and the music was not good. The music is terrible. It was that they didn't understand how music worked this is ineptitude at its finest the songs didn't have standard structure which fine like you're oh so now you're the greatest musician of all time you've you're redefined to... music <laughs> bam bam is the bim. bim bim oh yeah we still oh bim bim the bim thing bim. like we that's a thing now the bim like if you sign a contract that you don't fully understand that's called getting bimmed that's that's a thing. Ugh. We have created a thing out of that uh, out of that movie, the apple bimming somebody. Bimming somebody, huh? Yeah, yeah. I uh, enjoy I s- how poor the bad guy is, the curly haired other singer, uh-huh. and oh, how the un- blonde one, yeah, the shitty Roger Roger Daltrey, yeah, and how uncomfortable he is in his underpants Dandy. during that scene. You can just tell that he didn't want to do it. No. Yeah, he's wearing a diaper. They Pretty didn't much. even give him anything sexy to wear. He's wearing a diaper. Yeah, it's a, it's a full set of underwear for sure. I, I mean, by full, I mean big, big, big underwear. Underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny. Yes. Shiny, big, fluffy underwear. But you know, the best one, though, that I liked was the uh, the devil. Mm-hmm. Because he looked like a crappy mu- like magician. Mm-hmm. From like when you were a kid, that you just knew that he was gonna pull a rabbit out of his hat, but he there does was look like be... a magician. That's he was good no call. rabbit. Who was it? He was the name. Mm-hmm. That was the only name in the film, like other than the god guy, who was also that. Those were the two names that got in the picture. Yeah, it's it's crazy how bad the apple is. It it's the worst musical that's ever been made for and sure. I, I absolutely loved it as far as its production. My God, I didn't think anything could be a b- bigger train wreck than "Can't Stop the Music," but it the was, Apple is, is really light years beyond it—a train wreck. It's, I don't know how uh, Galan was like, "Yeah, this is going to be it." 
You were there. You saw what was happening. You actually tanked an entire scene that was integral to the plot of the film, and you're still like, oh, this is going to be it. Yeah. You lost an entire sequence of your movie, and you still think that there was a chance. And God, you're closing it with God shows up and drives a Bentley in the sky away. That's how, this is it. This is the thing. Yeah. Bentley driving God. And the people just float up into the sky with him and walk into um what? Was that the rapture? It's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, that was the rapture was the end of the movie. I was like, I don't know about this. Because she was under contract. Yeah. And uh the guy, God, is just the bum. He just took his fake nose off. <laughs> yeah. And now oh it's like Superman's glasses, right? I don't know who this Superman is. That's Clark Kent. He's got uh-huh. glasses. Superman doesn't have glasses. God's the same way with the fake nose. He like, just oh, has a dirty brown nose. That's Steve. He's got a weird nose. Yep. He takes it off. Oh, hey, it's God. We Look, everybody. We shouldn't mention, fail to mention the six-year-old baby. <laughs> the six-year-old baby. <laughs> that was awesome. That poor bastard had the hardest time carrying that. Six-year-old. Like, it's my baby. Now, that is a grown child. He is in the first grade. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a baby. Oh, man. Yeah, the apple's fucking crazy. Number we, two, Sam. Number two. Your. Your. Oh, from yeah. Fucking up your neighborhood. (laughs) With his guitar riff and his sidekick. Yours world! Yeah, I. it gets better every time you watch it. It's so ridiculous. Punching the dinosaur out Uh and then using it as a hang glider and that, you know, ultimately for a flying kick and also that that sets up that anywhere your goes will be destroyed. Will be destroyed. He kills everybody by his... I'm awesomeness. Hey, I'm awesome. So many people die by the hands of your, and it's not murder. It's it, manslaughter. It's peripheral damage. It's it's clearly manslaughter. But I still think that he's going to prison for life for the thousands of people that he kills in his manslaughtering. Yeah, yours in my bad movie Hall of Fame because one, it's just sort of such a wild ride. You start out with cavemen, you end up with spaceships, uh-huh. and uh. The laser gun fight at the end is just ridiculous. Pew, pew, pew. It's literally pew, 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 yeah. pew the movie. And what is Wow, the... you you were on the soundtrack for that I, one. I did. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> what is his high, the guy, the old guy? Grog or? Crank or something. Something like Craig. that. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, he flies over the pit of despair or whatever. He's actually the hero of the picture. Yes, that he's more of a badass than your. Inadvertently. The only good that is ever done by anyone is by the guy, the old guy, and uh, yours just like fucking shit up being awesome. Like, hey, I'm all right. But not only is it the the wild ride that puts it up there is that I don't know of a character. And one of the reasons I really like it. I think your has the largest area of effect of any character in any movie everywhere that I've ever seen. No one has Jason X. Blows up an entire planet. It was like a space truck stop. But I don't know if that's like just him. That was situational. Like, yeah. Could be. Yor has a constant area of effect that is sizable. I don't know of any, like the constant level of if you are within 
600 feet of this guy, you're going to fucking die. You're going to fucking die. And uh, you may or may not get banged before then as well. You may get banged before then. And you're probably going to get in a cat fight. The jealousy thing, like, this bitch? Yeah. This bitch? Uh -uh, Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Not this bitch. Fucking cat fight business is something I have never seen in film before. It's what the fuck? How? Who? Huh. In a barbarian movie. Barbarian movie? Question mark? An Italian film made in Turkey about dinosaurs and spaceships? And you know, it tell- the movie itself tells you when it's being awesome. With the guitar riff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, wow! It's awesome. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> he knows he's awesome. Yeah. He's the smuggest fucking superhero ever. I'm awesome. <laughs> hey. I'm your. <laughs> oh, sorry about your village. Almost, not really. In in that terms, he's not quite Billy Zane in the Phantom, uh-huh. but he's close. Yeah, he's so smug. Billy Zane in the Phantom is, I just love him. He's like, don't worry, it's okay, I'm Billy Zane. <laughs> Yours just like, oh, I'm awesome. Ding, ding. He's, he's just, he's hot dogging life. Yeah, he just is. Hot dogging it. <laughs> Showing off. His, his middle name is... Well, I guess he doesn't have a last name. I guess it's the hunter from the future, but it's your showboating the hunter from the future. <laughs> My number two movie is Gone with the Pope because I fucking love it. It's a masterpiece of disaster. It's a trashter piece. It's just crazy. It's, it's just, just crazy. It's never going to happen again. And it's a fucking shame. This is the... There's no way to ever do this again and i'm so glad that it came out the way that it did and like the fact that they have a three-hour work print to edit from and they left all of the offensive material in it it is unrelenting in its offensiveness and that to me just makes it like such a special piece of of cinema because it's not it doesn't apologize for itself no it doesn't it is we're going to piss off every single person on the planet it's with this movie. Duke Mitchell's personal philosophy that is, why, whoa, really, guy? Really asshole-y. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm an asshole and I'm proud of it. Yeah. It makes me wonder about Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd like Palm Springs yeah, if he's know. the king of Palm Springs. Sounds like kind of a rough town. Like, who? I don't know. You couldn't go there because you're an Italian. Duke Mitchell's Italian. But you're a dirty Italian. No. Because uh-huh. he he's, has blonde he's hair. He's clean. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He has got the grotiest, nastiest pube head ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's not He's not handsome, this <laughs> Duke Mitchell. But, you know, the idea that the Pope, by being the Pope, converts bad guys just by being in his presence, that he's such a being of inspiration and he's fucking cool. The yeah. Pope is fucking cool in this movie. He's not just like, you know, yeah. like that's Jesus. not what the Pope does. Uh, waves well, being and stuff and, and, and just a <laughs> just a symbolic figure that he's fucking cool blows my fucking mind. Yeah, like what you know? Well, we got you some wine. What else does the Pope drink? Every once in a while, the Pope likes a little brandy. He's cool. I yeah. want to hang out with the Pope, and that's not something I can say about real life. So, wow. Well done, Duke Mitchell. Exactly. And bad done at the and same bad time. bad done with 
with you. You're the bad part. And then the fucking ass-kicking Jeff Mitchell band in this movie. I just, like, I watched the trailer, just the trailer the other day, and I was like, fuck this music, dude. Yeah, it's really, I don't know how he didn't make it. I guess that's just like the lottery, right? There's a there's a hundred, you know, bands just like it, probably, that were that good that didn't make it. Yeah. But, yeah, that Jackknife song should have been a hit. It should have been a hit, man. It kicks ass and goes perfectly with the film you know you're just like fuck yeah get him duke get oh get him i love it i love gone with the pope number two your number one movie jackie the big one what have you got the sky is blue and And all all the the leaves leaves are green. green My heart is full like a big potato. I think I know precisely what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal the Musical. Cannibal the Musical, number one. I can't argue with it. I didn't even put oh it on my, my God. list, really. But. I watched this movie more than once. <laughs> uh-huh. In like a matter of days. Yeah, I, I loved it. I showed like little video clips to everybody I worked with. So that now when I say Spadoinkle Day to everybody at work, they know what the hell I'm talking about. And my favorite song in this movie was the Trapper song. Oh, the Trapper song is just a masterpiece. They're all good. Let's build a snowman. <laughs> let's build fucking a snowman. great. <laughs> we're all about to die, and we're all sad, so let's, let's build, build a snowman. <laughs> we, we can, can name, name him Shannon. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon Wilson Bell. What? <laughs> we could make him tall. We could make him not so tall. <laughs> no man. Oh fucking what a what an awesome awesome funny movie. And that like <laughs> I love I love when Trey Parker is killing the final guy and he just keeps coming back to life. He's got like an axe buried in his face, a screwdriver through his eye, a stick through his heart. He's, his head's been smashed, and he just keeps coming back to life and attacking Trey Parker. <laughs> like, finally, Trey Parker doesn't walk away from him because each time he walks away, he attacks again. Yeah, but he finally is like looking at him, like he <laughs> leans him against a tree, and is like, oh, "Is he gonna come back? Is he gonna come back?" He fakes him out, the yeah. dead guy, a couple times, and then he springs out of nowhere at the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is so fucking funny, hilarious movie. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen. One of the seen funniest movies I've ever seen. And I you go out, buy it, and watch it with the commentary because it's even funnier with the commentary on. Yeah. I mean, it's just hilarious. They're walking by a river, and the character Swan, like, steps on a branch and, like, hurts his leg. Like, he breaks his leg, and, and his line is, Well, that's it. My day can't get any worse. <laughs> well, no, he gets his leg tra- caught in a bear trap. Yeah, that's it. That's as bad as today's going to get until he gets eaten. <laughs> Shot in the face and then cannibalized. And the, the, the movie is horrible. It's about eating people and you can't stop laughing at it. It's so good. And they've, they, it's like a Colorado legend, uh-huh. this Alfred Packer. They really just bastardize it for one fucking joke. When you watch it with the commentary on, you find out that the entire reason that they did this is so they could go, Fudge Packer. <laughs> and they're talking about like that whole movie is this joke and it's just not that funny. I wonder if I wonder if anybody ever asked Alfred Packer if he'd like some fudge. Fudge, yeah. No, it was like <laughs> we're gonna call Alfred Packer a fudge packer. Fudge it's gonna packer. be so funny to bastardize this legend, and then they do it. <laughs> oh god, I love that movie. Oh man. It's great. Number one for me. 
Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell oh! Comes to Frogtown! It's on my honorable mention list. It's a yeah. tie, because Hell Comes to Frogtown is my number one. Yeah, Hell Comes to Frogtown, with the loss of Rowdy Roddy Piper, gave it a little bit of gravity, but it's just every time you watch it, you're like, what? This fucking thing is awesome. God, it is awesome. It is a fucking awesome movie. He is the most likable character of all time, Sam Hell. Sam Hell is just awesome. so fucking likable. And without Rowdy, it's just, uh, the film couldn't exist without him. I mean, no. that role is, he is Sam Hell. And yeah. he fucking delivers. It's, there. It, that is one of the best executed movies I have ever seen in my life. Because as I said on the podcast, on paper, it's stupid. Yeah. A man has to go into a town made of mutated frogs so he can bang ladies because he's got super sperm and mega boner. That's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. That's like classic bad movie. But then you come out of it going, man, that was a great movie. It was a good movie. No, I think that it's a if you wanted to see how to make a movie without any cash or very limited cash, Hell Comes to Frog Frogtown is a blueprint. For how to make a budget movie, it looks it looks as good as any movie. It it works as good as any movie, yeah. and they have zero dollars. Yeah, they have zero dollars. They sort of back end Roddy Piper for he's going to make a percentage, so they don't have to pay him. Put all the money into the the sort of important parts of the production, the camera and electrical, so that it looks good. And There's, and what we can do instead of having things on screen is we can either imply them. And people will get it. Yeah. Or we can do something that's cheap, like a sound effect. We don't need yes. to, to demonstrate a bomb exploding. We can just have a sound effect. A sound effect. And we'll, because it's not relevant to the characters. Well, well, the masks were pretty good, too. On the, the masks. The like, makeup. The makeup's oh amazing. God. The cars were awesome. But it's like, we only have this much. Let's get the most out of it. And they get more out of the money that they had with that film than I think really any other film does. And it's fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. It is very funny and intentionally funny and well-delivered silly jokes. The lady, the lady frog laying in the pile of wires (laughs) going, (laughs) go on without me. (laughs) I'm not going to make it. And she's just got barely Go without me. All she did was fall down and he's like, okay. I don't know where to go. (laughs) He's clueless on where to go. Uh, it's fucking great, and Sandal Bergman is spectacular in mm-hmm. it. Um, William Smith is good. Yeah. Uh, the Lieutenant Boobs is good. Everybody's fucking good. The Three Snake joke. The Dance of the Three Snakes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that, it's the height of Donald G. Jackson. He's on top of his game with this one, and it's sort of weird because he himself was had a lot of animosity to the film because he did do it through a company, and he had people looking over his shoulders, mm-hmm. and he considered it letting the devil in the door, and that he didn't really get to make the movie he wanted to, but it seems like very he, he very much did. And all of his other movies aren't anything close to Hell Comes to Frogtown. There's not very many movies that are close to Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. so fucking good. I, I mean, if I could give, if anything got a 10 from me ever, it it probably would be Hell Comes, Hell to, Frog comes to Frog Town. I don't give out 10s out of 10 
But man, that movie is technically perfect. Yeah. There is it's flawless. It's the Citizen Kane of bad movies. It really, really is. It's just so damn fun that it's just you, you uh, or budget pictures really because it's not a bad movie it's a good movie it's a really good movie it's the citizen kane of budget films yeah yeah i yep i i knew as soon as we watched it that's my number one this year yeah that's gonna be the best there's no way to come away from that no nobody can do it better than hell comes to Frogtown. not even cannibal the musical for me no well there you go there's your top 10 list guys Let's, uh, anybody want to take a stab at some of their, uh, honorable mentions? We don't have time to really go too deep into any of them, but I already mentioned Q. Um, Jackie, you mentioned Hell Comes to Frogdown. Uh, I already said all of mine. Okay. Because you guys picked all of my honorable mentions as top tenors, so. Okay. I want to go through a couple. Uh, Outcast with Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen. Which I still haven't seen, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe he was. Freaking awesome. I Know Who Killed Me was a surprise to all of us. I thought that was terrible. Uh, you said you liked it. Really? Yeah. I thought I hated it. I nope. can't remember now because it was a, a disaster. It's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. It just terrible. Surprised us. Shoot Him Up was uh, out of left field, too. That thing was ridiculous. That's fucking bunker. The carrots? Yep. What? Kills guys with carrots. Brick Mansions, Cruel Jaws, Cannibal the Musical, Curse 2 The Bite with Evil Snake Hand. Oh, yeah, <laughs> snake hand thing. That was pretty awesome. And the opening scene where they're just running over snakes and their snake corpses flying all through the air and blood and guts everywhere. That was great. DNA, which uh, w- uh, I watched by myself, Mark Dacascus mm-hmm. versus a creepy alien thing that was not creepy. It just was silly. Templar Nation, Stone Cold. I'm surprised Stone Cold didn't make anybody's list, especially Stone Sam. Cold didn't even get my whittle down. Yeah. Fearless Hyena with Jackie Chan. Heroes of the East, which we have talked about Heroes a of the lot. East was on there, yeah. Tales from the Dark Side, Demon Knight. That was a big deal. We laughed our asses fun. off of that with uh, Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. Top Line was a huge surprise for me. Yeah. Almost made my, my te- top 10. Top Line was sort of in there in the top 15. I couldn't get it. I couldn't work it in for whatever reason. Dark Man. The Lost Empire from Jim Wynerski, his very first movie, which the only reason I didn't put it in my top 10 is because I believe it's going to be an episode next year. Yeah. Uh, your made my top, my, my honorable mention. Uh, Five Element Ninjas, Men of War as well. Turkey Shoot, The Wraith. Turkey Shoot was another one I had a hard time working. I couldn't get it. It was like, it just was on the outside looking in. There was no way to get it in there. Leprechaun 3 and Best of the Best 4. Uh, the only ones that you didn't mention specifically would be Taken Three, both Mark the Narc and Stunt Squad, the Italian movies that Roman yeah, brought. Yeah. Those were fun. Yeah, they were fun. And Messenger with Fred Williamson, which was, I think, oh, that one yeah. was really flirting with my yeah. top ten because of if you're a fan of Williamson movies, it's as about as bullshit a movie as he's ever done. Yeah, it's very bullshit. It's it's ridiculous. People get shot for no reason. None. He blows up cars with pistols. Yep. It's awesome. Big, big gun. Yeah. I have a s- sort of weird, I just have to mention some, okay. my biggest surprises of the year. Okay. And uh, so for an older film, the biggest surprise of the year for me was... The Driver, Walter Hill. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. The Driver was a really good movie. I was like, oh, it made me not like Drive with uh, 
Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, because it's a shitty copy of The Driver. Right. Like, the Driver's a better job at the same thing. And it's like, they stated that it was basically a remake of The Driver, and I didn't think it was a very good one now. Mm. Having seen, like, the ultraviolence is still interesting, but uh, I really just ate up The Driver. Um, and it was Turbo Kid for this year, but ultimately the film that surprised me more than Turbo Kid was The Man from Uncle. I really liked that movie a lot. I was kind of surprised by that one as well. I thought it was going to be bleh, and it was a good goddamn time. It was a lot of fun. I I hate Henry Cavill, and man, I sure sure liked that Henry Cavill in Man from Uncle. He did it. Like, he was, and I guess that was, I was reading up on it that uh, the director is, what's his face, Madonna's ex-husband. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, yes. So Guy Ritchie was adamant that Henry Cavill played it like uh robert vaughn robert vaughn and that he had a hard time they had to do a lot of takes because he's like nope that's not it it was almost like he kind of described it as being the scene in whiplash where dragging rushing dragging Mm -hmm. rushing that's not my tempo like there was this vision that uh guy Ritchie had of doing the perfect Robert Vaughn. And if he was off by just a little bit, they'd do it again and again and again and again. He said it was pretty taxing, but the end result is he did as he was Robert Vaughn without being Robert Vaughn. Yeah. He, he just got the pod, the, the sort of syntax was there. The pauses in the right way. He did a really good job. Okay. Can we get to the good movies now? Sure. Oh, wait, no, we can't because we have my worst surprises. Oh no. My worst surprise was Kung Fury. Kung Fury fucking sucked. sucked. I was like, oh, this is, it had so much buzz. You watch it and it was like, that's fucking terrible. And it cost $200,000. It was awful. Of people's money that they donated. Eat shit and die. Yeah, you that stupid was... fuck. God, again, Manborg cost $1,000. And it's better, and it's this, it's basically the same thing, but better. $200,000, and you give us 30 minutes of this shit that is not funny. Not it's funny. It's not funny. It's not charming. It's, it's not trite, cliche. It makes you feel stupid. It's, Fuck Con Fury. Stupid. And it really eclipsed a film that should have been the worst surprise in, in Wolf Cop. Yeah. Wolf Cop was a disappointment. Man, big disappointment. But I can't, it pales in comparison to how angry I was after watching Kung Fury. Yes, I agree. Okay, Jackie, I want to start with you. Uh, number three was Creed. Creed. Creed was my biggest surprise of the year. Yep. And number three for me as well. Number uh, three for me as well. Uh, Creed's Ooh, three across the board. Three huh? across the board for Creed. Uh, you know, it didn't win Best Picture because it had too many wheelies in it. Yep. That's, That's it. it had one week scene that kept it from winning Best Picture. The rest of it was fucking incredible. It was really, really good. And I still think that Sylvester Sloan should have won Best Supporting Actor. I, I do too. seen nothing anywhere near what he did in that film. No, he was really, really freaking good. And he's on screen the entire time. Most Best Supporting Actors, Supporting Actor roles, you know, they're in, there, they're in for about a quarter of the film, you know, maybe a third. But uh, he's in the entire fucking movie. And it's one of the strengths of the films is the chemistry between these three characters because the movie's about all three of them. Right. It's about all three of these people who, who love each other and you believe every second of it. Yeah. I haven't seen a film in, it's not just this year, it's like, I haven't seen on-screen, on-screen chemistry 
between three people that good in 10 or 15 years. Creed was so good, it kicked Turbo Kid out of my top three. Yeah. Yeah. That's how good Creed is. What a surprise. My God, it was good. Uh, number two for me, Furious 7. Loved it. It's my second, third favorite Fast and Furious movie. Really? I love it so much. That end scene, Paul driving away, just fucking breaks my heart, man. God, I love Furious 7. I, I, I nearly cry every time. Mm-hmm. Because it is, you know, it's impactful in my life. I love that fucking Paul Walker. Yeah. And uh, that movie is so fucking stupid and great and never lets off the action. They fly cars. We say cars don't fly, Brian. Every 20 day. 20 times a day. Every fucking day. Dom is just the greatest superhero that's ever existed. The Rock breaks his own cast off. Yeah. Time to go to work. Sweet. It just kicks ass. Yeah. And Sweet. doesn't bother with not kicking ass. Like, oh, we can't do that. It's too stupid. But no, we, we have to do it because that kicks ass. I don't care what you say, studio. Quit getting your hands involved in this. Yeah. We're going to make it stupid and we're going to make it kick ass and we're going to make a lot of money. And they do. And it does. And they did. I think that Kurt Russell's the weak sister in that picture. Okay. I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but uh, I still like it. Fuck yeah, you, Sam. I, like it. I mean, I like it a lot, too. It's not in my top three by any means. I Because of how I could tell that Justin Lin didn't direct it. Yeah. Uh, the action sequences sometimes are too close that you can't tell what's going on uh, versus how there's never anything mysterious happening when Justin Lin was behind the wheel. And that I didn't really care for the Kurt Russell character, even though it's not that bad. I just thought yeah. that it wasn't as right. strong as the rest of it. Shut but. up. And what's your number two? Uh, my number two is The Big Short. Ah, The Big Short. Yep. Adam it McKay's movie. It pissed me off. I'm still pissed off. I am very angry about The Big Short. It almost out-angered the smartest men in the room for me. Like, yeah. man, those motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers. Those banking motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers. Wall Street assholes yeah fucking us blind because of their stupidity not because they're evil but because they're stupid. stupid you hear me you're fucking dumb yeah you assholes god i i it was really good like there there's the the two mortgage guys that they go and talk to you know the uh the guys that sell mortgages that sell yeah. subprimes and they're just shocked at their own stupidity the words that are coming out of these men's mouth describing what they do for a living and that, yeah, Mark Baum is like, are, are why are they telling serious? us this? Are they serious? Like, why are they telling us the? Why are they bragging? And then the others, they're not. They're bragging. Yeah. Are they? What? What? These men are bragging and it's the stupidest fucking thing that they're telling. And I knew these guys, those two guys. I used to work with those guys. The entire subprime market was made of those fucking dickheads. Well, they, it's a person who knows what's going on i mean they even you see the money you're like oh i can make that much money i can't live with my fucking self it's it's not that they they even knew that they were doing anything wrong sam they are that stupid i am telling you these it was dude bros in charge of millions of dollars dude bros like bro couldn't have other jobs dude bro these guys would be Working at fucking Foot Locker. That scene where they're at the job fair and they can't even get hired at Ikea. That is accurate. Yeah. The big short was really good. Jackson, you're number two. Well, 
We've already mentioned it once, so here we go. The Man from Uncle. The Man from the Uncle. Man from Uncle number, number two. two. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's a good call. I really really like underrated movie. movie. Really I thought it was it funny and witty, and I just, I I really want them to make a second one, but yeah. I, I don't know that they are. I don't know either. I don't think it was a huge financial success. It was. It kind of flew under the radar. I mean, people knew it was out there, but they were like, what the fuck is the man from Uncle? Yeah. I'm, I'm too young to know what that is. It did enough money worldwide to justify it, but I don't know if the studio is going to. Richie and Army Hammer and Henry Cavill have all stated they would like to do it again, but they don't know if anybody's going to pull the trigger on it because nobody's going to play with their own money on that. Yeah, and you, you remember when we were watching it and we were like, who's this girl? Mm-hmm. God, this girl she's is, from Ex Machina, right? This girl is really good. Yeah, she's, she's like good. incredibly charming. And then it turns out, oh yeah, she's a fucking big deal now. Yeah, she, she came is. out of nowhere and she was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress for Ex Machina. Yeah, she's a good actress, and she's so fucking likable in this movie. And the the chemistry between Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, which is stupid for me to even say, Army Hammer and Henry Cavill have yeah. chemistry. Boy, do they have chemistry! It's yeah, great. It was a, it's everything that I want when I go to the movies to see a popcorn. Pretty flick. much. And it was like when I'm watching, I'm like, fuck! I should have watched this at the goddamn theater. This is exactly the kind of shit that I want, like, to like it, it's exactly the theater going experience that you are looking for, and we missed it. Yep. Yep. Uh, kind of kicked myself in the ass for that one too, because I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I really would buy. Liked it. I don't usually buy the movies, but I I would buy this one and watch it again. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a really really well made movie. And action-packed and fun. and It and maintained the spirit of the series. It just does everything right. Yep, does yeah. everything right. Man from U.N.C.L.E. Was, it was a fine choice for number two, Jackie. What about you, Justin? Uh, my number one movie uh, that I thought was the best from 2015 is The Martian. I absolutely loved The Martian. It has got one very small problem that keeps it from, in my mind, stealing the best picture... Uh, from Spotlight, but uh, the writing is so good. Matt Damon is kills it. He just fucking kills it. And we say Sam Hell's a likable character. Matt Damon's Martian guy. Wow, what a likable character. He is charming as shit. Yeah. Like, just one of the greatest written characters of all time. And, uh, you know, the science behind it is spot on. Interstellar can kiss my fucking ass. Hey, we made up a movie, or we made up science for this movie. No, these guys did their fucking homework, and all of physics are spot on, and they make it the they make science interesting yeah. to non sciencey people, and that's what's cool. They make fucking being a science geek cool, and not just because geeks are cool, the science is cool. Yeah, I was not bored when I watched The Martian, and honestly, I. I was kind of like, eh, I don't really want to watch this. Right. Yeah. I was dragging my feet going in. But then we started watching it and it was like, wow, this is kind of fun and entertaining. Oh my and God. I like this Matt Damon guy so much. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I liked that he made poop out of potatoes. I mean, potatoes out of poop. Yep. No, he terraformed a planet. Yeah. He's, and, and some of the things he says that the, the amount of firsts that he does and they, all, they, they reference all of it like, this is incredible. I am doing all of these things that nobody has ever done before, and I'm probably going to die from it. That's fucking crazy to me. 
It's it's awesome. The Martian was really fucking good. Just a little bit too heavy on the music, but that's fine. Sam, you're number one. I did not see The Martian, and I did not see anything that would make me disagree that Spotlight was the best movie of the year. Okay. I, uh, I, I've seen it twice now. So the second time, when you guys were watching it, and it was the second, your first time, my second time, I was trying as hard as I could to find problems with it. And all I found was a second layer of photography that was brilliant, that I didn't notice the first time being as prevalent as it was. I, I noticed some of the sort of shots of the churches bearing down on the town. The first time, I didn't notice how they did that through the entire movie. Uh, it was, they just didn't make any mistakes, and it's a very important story. Yeah, Spotlight is is re- a really well made movie. Like, just that's te- that's how you do them. Yeah, it, when I did, wasn't I wasn't wowed by it either. But like, when I left, you don't need to be. You don't that's need the to beauty be. of it. Yeah, I left the theater and I was like, "Yep, that's the best movie I've seen this year." But I, it doesn't like pull me in any direction. I I get angry that the, you know the news media doesn't have teeth anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just like, well, they they did that perfectly. Yeah, it's, yeah, we've always said the rule is strength of story and how well it's delivered. Strong story, delivered just perfectly. perfectly. Doesn't you, matter if it's flashy or not. Strength of story, how well it's delivered. And it That's a good movie. rewarded by both of those being best picture and best screenplay. So, yeah. And it, I thought what was the best for me about this movie is that it wasn't a church bashing film. It wasn't. No. It was not a religious bashing film. No. It was, this happened. These are the facts. And this is what went on. Yeah. It it didn't point fingers. It didn't try to make a big statement about it's anything. It's not biased it, in any ways. No, it was, this is what happened. And I have a lot of respect for a movie that can do that without bashing into something bigger than, yeah. like, oh, I'm trying to make a statement yeah. about Catholic It takes Church. Mark like, Ruffalo's no. character one time to say, you know, that's just what you get with religion. And they don't ever do that. Yeah. It's just like, hey, yeah, I'm not Catholic. but um, And they're not even like, we need to fucking get these guys. They're just saying we need to report this. Yeah. Yeah. I also beyond what that, it also doesn't make heroes of any of the characters, which I think is another essential failing of those sort of films mm-hmm. that all the president's men makes them heroes. Yeah. And it goes so far to not make them heroes in the one of the final scenes when it was like this got somebody gave this to Metro five years ago. Robbie, that was you. Like, the only guy that could be a hero in the film was like, I fucked that up seriously five years ago. Yeah. No, Spotlight is really good. It is. It, I have no problem with it, with it winning Best Picture. I don't want it to be the Best Picture because it just, it's not fun to me. Um, you know, it's not it's not like Silver Linings or something where I yeah. think that Silver Linings was the Best Picture that mo- year that I could watch a bunch of times. But absolutely, there. I have no problem with Spotlight being the best picture for the the Oscar winning picture. And I haven't seen a better one yet because I didn't see The Martian. Yep. And I, maybe I won't think that. I mean, that's the thing is that I just haven't seen anything this year that's better than that movie. I just I just enjoy The Martian. I, yeah. I don't necessarily enjoy Spotlight. It's not yeah. fun to me, but it is a really really strong movie. Yeah, I agree. But I picked my favorite movie and my number one based off how much I enjoyed the the experience mm-hmm. of the film. Right. And just for the pure entertainment value of it, not because of because I don't know jack shit about cinematography and all of that crap, right? I enjoy... You're just a, a lady. Yeah, I'm just a lady who enjoys a good story and likes a little action in her life. And so that is why... And no, I did not pick Fifty Shades of Grey. Do not look oh. at me like that. <laughs> um, no, I, and that's why I picked uh, The Kingsman. 
The Kingsman. Kingsman, really? Yeah. I loved this movie. I've seen it more than once. I I went out of my way to watch it at somebody else, like to borrow their copy of it and watch it at home. And I cause I was kind of hinting around that I wanted a copy, but I didn't get one. Yeah, because that movie sucks. Oh my god, I loved it. I, I thought it was like so it. funny. It is suck on film. It's a heavy betrayal to the source material, which was funnier. Yeah, but I, that's there's... that's problem that I have carrying a bag in. Right, I'm carrying yeah. a pretty heavy bag into that movie, mm-hmm. so. I'm like, that's eh, not really, I think what was on the pages was funnier to me. I think it's a huge risk as a film, and I think that there's either two ways to see it. You either love it or you hate this movie. Yeah. There's no middle of the road like, oh, it's just okay. No, you either love it or you hate it. And it's it's almost split 50-50 because it's got a five. <laughs> on yeah. So it's all the people that hate it rated it low, and all the people who love to rate it high. It comes high. to a five. But... Uh, yeah, I, I can see why people do love this. I just, I fucking hate it. I hate The Kingsman. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's missed opportunities. I think it's as many missed opportunities as Wolf Cop. Like, you had this to work with and you didn't get it. It is a, it some missed opportunities. Um, they, I, I appreciated some of the filmmaking, though. Like, the popping with the colors was interesting. I fucking hated mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the, it looked good. And I will give them. The church scene. I give him that one. That was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. But my problem is the first fight in Creed. Now that's a sequence. That's a sequence. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Man, I'm kind of disappointed that you put that as your number one. But there you go. It's that's not my, not my choice. Yep. Up your button around the corner. Those oh. are my three. Hey, oh. Hey. Well, thanks for listening to another year of Stinker Madness. Uh, we will be back for a third. And maybe a fourth. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get there. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're a real fucking dick, dude. Well, that's. Well, how can you top that one for a thank you? Don't top it at all. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.